Hi, welcome to This Is Your Book Club podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Jamie. Welcome back. And we're here for Book Club. Are so you ready? excited about it. I love I love this episode. I do too. It's like the chance we get to like That's why I love to read is cuz I want to talk about it with somebody. Uh, yes. And as much as I do love sharing the books I'm reading like overview style mm-hmm. i really love like talking about the spoilers and, and all the little things spoiler alert and can i tell you so we have this book club here where we talk about a book once a month mm-hmm. i have my neighborhood book club mm-hmm. and i started a book club with my daughter with the youth group that from our church what? and so it's my daughter's in it 11 to 13 year olds and we had our first book club discussion this week you did so i have three books i discuss this is just for summer with this little group of girls not little it's 14 girls and they're all participating they're participating (gasps) and it was fun to have them come and be like okay girls this is what we do at book club we always have food so cheese and crackers and fruit and just you know book clubby stuff and we chat a little bit about the book and then a little bit about life and some of us will read the book and some of us won't. And it's exactly like what my They're book club like is. They're like a normal book yeah. club. They showed up. Some had read it. Some were still trying to finish the last few pages as they walked in the door with the... And oh they, my gosh, I love it so much. It was much. so cute. They were adorable. <laughs> they were adorable. It like makes me want to do that with my daughter. Do it. It's so fun. That is so fun. It was fun. We read um, Karma Kular's Mustache. Cute. About a girl going into sixth grade who starts getting, she's going through puberty and little hairs, and she thinks everyone is noticing her 17 hairs on her upper lip. Oh, my gosh. And so just drama, just sixth grade girl drama, which... Perfect. Yeah. And they loved it, or they hated it, and they <laughs> were, my daughter's like, it was so cringy, and it was yeah. just so fun. So bring on it. more book clubs. Right? I want to be a part of all of them. Well, it's just such a good way to encourage kids to be excited about reading. And ways to have conversations about things. That yes. It's an introductory into when you don't want to maybe talk personally. You're yeah. talking about a character, but I may be trying to get some conversation in about, yeah, you know, These personal hygiene or, yes. you know, things you don't want to call a kid out on. Right. Not that I was with this one, but you know, those are really good ways to bring up or get ideas in kids' heads. Yeah. That you maybe wouldn't want to call them out on. Yeah. That's not like aggressive yeah. in your face. Yeah. Mean. Yeah. I love that. Anyway, that's bring, so bring fun. on book club. Here we are. And like summertime, right? Like reading mm-hmm. in the summer and they don't have their extra schoolwork. So it's like an easier time to read. Yeah. I love and that. Just to get together and visit and chat and books. And just be fun and, with your friends. Yeah, they're cute. Cute girls. So it was fun. So here I am, my third book club of this month. And I couldn't be more happy. I'm so jealous. So before we get into Malibu Rising, next week's book club. Next month. Next month. Next week. We're going weekly. That would be divine. <laughs> but I don't know that everyone can keep up. Right. Okay, next month. July. July. We're already to July. I can't even believe it. Here we go. We are like on our 14th 
book club pick. Look at us. I love it. Me too. Um, We have such a hard time deciding because there are, I don't know if you know this, listeners, like millions of books in the world to choose from. So many books. And we go down a huge rabbit hole every time we have to decide. (laughs) It's hard to choose. We want to read all the books and we want to talk about all the books. And And we we want want you to want to read and talk about the books we choose. And we want them all to be five-star books. Yeah. But we don't know because but we've never read them. Yeah. So we're just guessing. Here we go. Here's our guess for next month The Push by Ashley Audrain. We're so excited. Audrain. This yes. is a this is an interesting one. Let me give you the yeah. book description. Okay. 4.15 stars. Yeah. 4.15. And it's so, got lots of reviews 76,000 yes. over 76,000 ratings. That's a high, That's high. score. Yes. Okay, so this is what it's about. Okay, let's hear it. A tense, page-turning psychological drama about the making and breaking of a family, and a woman whose experience of motherhood is nothing at all what she hoped for and everything she feared. Blythe Connor is determined that she will be the warm, comforting mother to to her new baby, Violet, that she herself never had. But in the thick of motherhood's exhausting early days, Blythe becomes convinced that something is wrong with her daughter. She doesn't behave like most children do. Or is it all in Blythe's head? Her husband, Fox, says she's imagining things. The more Fox dismisses her fears, the more Blythe begins to question her own sanity. And the more we begin to question what Blythe is telling us about her life as well. Then their son, Sam, is born. And with Sam, Blythe has the blissful connection she'd always imagined with her child. Even Violet seems to love her little brother. But when life as they know it, is changed in an instant, the devastating fallout forces Blythe to face the truth. The push is a tour de force you will read in a sitting, an utterly immersive novel that will challenge everything you think you know about motherhood, about what we owe our children, and what it feels like when women are not believed. I'm so (laughs) intrigued. A few things stand out here. A tour de force. Whoa. Read in a sitting. Yes. And psychological drama about the making and breaking of a family. I feel like what, who doesn't, what woman doesn't know what it feels like to not be believed? This is so, like I've experienced a lot of these feelings. Like you think motherhood's going to be one thing. Yeah. And then. It's something else. It's completely something else. You it's are put through the ringer. It's not going to be. Yeah. It's not all. It's not Love always. Love and cuddles exactly. and Exactly. It's and hard. It, it, yes. Oh. I'm very interested. Oh, I know. I don't know how it's going to go. Like, I have ideas of what I think is going to happen. But I could be way wrong. And I like the cover. Creepy. I know. It's like there's two sides to a person or something. Mm-hmm. Dark side. Dun, dun, dun. And a bright side. A good child and a bad child. That kind of made me sad. Because, like, I I have five kids, mm-hmm. you know, and I have a different relationship with all five of my kids. And one isn't more special than the others, but they but are different. different. Yeah. And so just because they're different doesn't make one less. And I kind of feel like this mom yeah. does. She feels. Makes it feel like one, one is, is better, better than, than the, the other. other. So and that makes me kind of sad. Yeah. That poor other child. To be the other child. Her fault. Anyway, sounds good. I know. But Get it on your list. Let's see what our library says. That's always the next thing. Right? What's the hold weight? 
Is it at our if library? If they even have it at our library. I think it is. Is Oh, they don't have the audio. So our, li- our library doesn't, <gasps> but maybe yours does. Okay. Okay, Malibu Rising. Malibu Rising. We highly anticipated this book. Can we just say that? So much so. We love Taylor Jenkins Reid. In case you didn't know, we talk about her a lot. She's written a few books. A few good books. And we've read most of them. I actually well, have another one waiting. Do you? On my shelf, yeah, on my hold. Is it the, the It's affair? one you've read, I think. It's the one with the burnt toast on the cover. Oh, that is a good one. I do? Mm-hmm. After and I do. After I do. After I do. I liked that one a lot. It's, I thought that I've was got really it on good. Hold. So there's just good. always something to be looking forward and there's to. There's still another one from her I haven't read. I think called After the Affair. Okay. Um, and because our library doesn't have the audio version of it, so I'll have to do Audible. But I always have something available from the library, so I, I just haven't. Yes, um, to turn to Audible. Yeah, but it's it's still there, and. I I have to say, I I've read what four of her books, the Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, Daisy Jones and the Six, After I Do, the Love, what was the love one that you read last week that you talked about? Oh, it was the Something one. Something loves. Two loves. One true. One, one true, true loves. loves. That's what it was. And then this Malibu Rising, so five, and I've given all of them five stars. And so I felt a lot of pressure on Malibu rising. Like, are you just giving it five stars because you gave the other others five five stars stars? or did you really like it? Five star level. What did you give it? I gave it four stars and it hurt me a little bit. Fabulous. I know it's still a great rating. It, It did hurt a little, but I felt like if I were to give it five, it would downplay where I liked it in all of her other books. Sure. And, um, I gave it five stars. You gave it five? Wow. I loved it. Yeah, I love I loved it too. I thought it was really good. I had some I there were some things when we'll talk about them. Some yeah. things that I was like, huh. Let's talk about that it. I didn't have on her other books. And so I gave it four stars. I still really enjoyed it. I got through it really fast. Yep. I loved the vibe. Me too. Like when we talked last week about that she did some of the edits next to the pool. It it showed through. It was yeah. a beach vibe. Loved it. Summertime vibe. She just does, and and I kind of mentioned this before we started recording, but she does create these people, and you think they're real. Yes, very much so. And she takes people like in fame, mm-hmm. and I genuinely want to go and be like, okay, now who is McReba? Yeah, you want to look them up. And these you want Reva to find out kids. more about them. Yes. Like, do you can see Nina's picture, the surf yes. picture. Yes. It doesn't exist. It's not but even it's real. It's based on, I'm sure she's based it on some famous picture from the 80s. And totally. so it does. But in my head, I can see it there. I can oh, see yeah. all of it. All the little 80s things that show up in it, it's just totally. my childhood. I mean, totally. it's just saying, oh, I had vans like that. Totally. And they're back in style they now, are now, which is the crazy part. Like a lot of this is popular styles now. But I, you could just see like when she would explain um, the one girl that showed up at the party that looked like 
oh, the other famous model. And then she was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have worn this ap- outfit because she might be here. Yeah. Who was it? Um, I can't even remember now who she claims. I know. But you but can yes, just see the feathered the hair the party. when they talk about putting the sweats on with the elastics around the ankle. Like the mm-hmm. whole, I can just see all of the off the shoulder t-shirt. The Totally. The child stars that are making yes. out in the corner. Oh. Like I was just like, oh my gosh, oh, that is- was from... This show, I know it. Yeah. You Even can though just she see doesn't it. like name, you know, I'm sure she's basing it off, off of, people. of people. But you can see it. Yes. It makes it so real. Yes. It makes all of these characters so real because it's what we've been seeing in magazines and TV shows. Totally. And it's all our childhood. This is like the background yeah. of our childhood. And so it makes this storyline. Yes. Very believable. Right? And so it starts out and you kind of watch Mick Reba fall in love with June. Which was legitimate love. Like, I really do feel like it was a very sweet love story. And I felt for June. Like, she really just wanted a family, but she thought it would be nice to have nice things. Mm -hmm. Right? Just so she didn't have to work at the restaurant, I think she would have been happy with anything. Right. She just didn't want to be there. Right. And then ended up having to be there. But... It was like, I felt for June. I thought it was interesting, like when um, Mick went and talked to June's dad and came out and said, "My, your dad, he's given us two years. And she's like, is that enough? Is that enough time? And he's like, I've learned you have to say what, what you- people want to hear or you have to yes. make them believe it. And that right there for Mick is what he knew how to do. And that's what pushed him to fame. He knew how to sell himself to people. Yes. And whether he wanted to or not, he didn't know his real self and the real thing to be able to have and stay in the family and with June and yeah. in that relationship. I felt like because his he whole was trying life. to sell himself to somebody else. He didn't know well, the real him. I don't think that was the case ever. Yeah. Like he was all he wanted was fame. Yes. And I think the only real thing and consistent thing about him was his need for people's adoration. And that stems from a childhood of not being noticed. Absolutely. And so, I mean, I'm not giving him a pass on it by all means, but you can see from his childhood, he just wanted to be noticed. He, he needed to fix that. Like, yeah. he obviously reckons, recognized that that was a problem for him in his childhood. Yes. So it was like, okay, well, don't let that continue anymore. But he right. never does. But he, he never. He never fixes it. He never, like, does no. the work Mm-mm. to change his behavior. No. And so that, you know, it's like cringy. It's like, don't keep coming back and messing what people up. What makes you think up. you can just well, step back in like and pick things up like that? I thought the least he could do was give him money. That's the part... That is a part that just gets to me like, okay, so you've walked away. Right. Which probably was best for these kids. Stay out of their lives. Right. But where did you think not sending money was okay? Like they are struggling and struggling and struggling. And you have so much. And you've got so much. Like it's It's not like it's going to hurt you. Why didn't it cross your mind to send money? Why can't you? And it doesn't really ever talk about that. He doesn't ever say why. He never thought to Why send money. Why he stopped sending money. Yeah. So that kind of bothered me. Right. But I do think that also feeds into like every 80s sitcom of divorce. 
mm-hmm. and child support. And like, that was kind of a thing. Of, it was a trend true. of that era. That's true. Do you think like... That there seems people to be, were not held accountable. Right. Like they are right. It is different now. Yeah. You know, there is like an expectation of you care for the people that you And divorce are was such for. a taboo thing as well then that it was like maybe you didn't go after money because you didn't want to then feel like you were dependent on that person when really it's nothing about that. It's no. taking care of the children that you have and making sure yes. they're okay. And he had so much. Like, let's not forget, he yeah. was a very famous singer. So much money. Like, give me a break. Just, there should be a trust set up. There should be a, you know. He would not miss a dollar. No. That he's, he could send to them. Right. And they were not okay financially no that's the thing it wasn't like they were just doing okay and he's like you know it was like they were okay when mom was alive but when mom died especially why did he not think he knew that she died and and still did nothing anything like i understand why he couldn't go to the funeral like i i understand it i don't i don't like it i don't agree with that i think he was an idiot but he was always an idiot so it's yeah. like he, you know, to to see a world without June in it, like he always thought he could go back to her. And I believe that. I Absolutely. think he always yeah. thought, like at the end of the day. He'd he end would, up back with her. Yeah. When all was said and done. So fine. But you do have four children. Four children. That you know of. That you know of. <laughs> that you, and you aren't have doing anything to care for. raising a fourth child that's not even hers. Seriously. That's not even her responsibility. And she, out of the goodness of her heart, is raising your illegitimate child. Because she, like, understands that children need love. Yes. Like, and you still don't to the give any money. of June. Yeah. yeah. She did not ask for much. She didn't ask for anything. She was, like, grateful mm-hmm. for whatever she got. Mm-hmm. But she just wanted but, him. And I really think, and I know that Nina is... A teenager, not a full-blown adult to take care of these children. So I'm not blaming her. She didn't know, but I would have... She's doing the best she can. I would have gone for money. I would. I totally would But have. then there was the risk of... Being taken away. Being taken away or putting in the foster care system or all those things. But uh, I, I just really felt that that, w- that showed her undeveloped brain was... Right. Well, and her bad advice. Yeah. She went to the lawyer, remember? And he was like, well, look, you're this far away. If you can fly under the radar, then you won't lose your sibling. That's true. That was bad advice. Okay, so let's say for those that little bit of time, she did fly under the radar and she does seek custody, but you still get support. Right. So yes, she is their caregiver, but he should still be, be giving, giving support. support. And even, I mean, he was wealthy enough. They could have put someone in as a, like, okay, we're going to set you up in this household. Here's your legal guardian. We pay this person to take care of you guys and to house you and a cook and all of those things could have been provided. They didn't need to be split up in foster care. Or given to him. Yeah. You could have set up. And like he, she could have reached out and shamed him so easily. He really was easily like his, like public perception was incredibly important to him. That I think he would have done whatever, Whatever. like thrown money at it. The problem, right? 
Exactly. But they never did that. They never pushed him. He was never pushed. Mm -hmm. And, like, his hand twisted. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. To kind of force him into better behavior. Right. Sometimes. So that she could have finished school. I think that's what. Ah, that was heartbreaking. Yeah. She never finished high school. Never finished high school. And just got put into the role of parenting and breadwinner and all of it. That's so at 16 years old. Yeah. Like speaking of, okay, so back to June passing away. Okay. So June becomes an alcoholic. So she was really parenting before because June was not in a good place of mind. She just was so sad Mm -hmm. because the life she thought she was going to have. And here she is working back in the family. The exact thing she didn't want. Yeah. Family business. And she turned to alcohol and allowed that to kind of numb her sadness. Which made me sad for her and for her kids. And even though, like, she was there for them, she really wasn't. And it made me sad that, like, they wouldn't talk about it. Like, Kit tries to talk about it. Yeah. But everyone, like, thinks it's going to make it worse. And I don't think that it would have. I mean, I'm sure that at the time, you know, at that time in history, you probably Mm -hmm. didn't talk about it. Yeah. It was just brushed under the rug. Right. We can't, yeah, we can't talk about things that aren't. But I felt like maybe if they did talk about it a little more, it would have opened up June's eyes quicker. Right. She'd be like, oh, I'm not hiding this from my kids. Right. Like, I, I do think, think she sneaky. thought a bit yeah. that she was keeping it covered. Right. And there was no. There was no secret. Everyone there was no knew. secret. Everyone knew. So if you just say it, then maybe you would look to get some help. But I do think that went along in the 80s, too. Like, yeah, there wasn't where what was help. What, what did that look like? Yeah. And where did you get the help? And I think a lot of stay-at-home moms, that was a common a common thing mm-hmm. that wasn't talked about and was ripping families apart. Right. Like, and the pressure yeah. and the responsibility that gets pushed on yeah. to kids. To single moms, divorce was up, you know, and and not just divorce with co-parenting, divorce with Dad left They're and gone. Yeah. moms were alone with All kids. Like that was, this is, this was the trend. Yeah. Dad's gone and off with that somebody else. so true. That happened yeah. quite often. Yeah. So another very believable 80s tale. Yeah. In the mom, the alcoholism. Even though I hated it. The abandonment. It. And I like yes. wanted them so desperately to do things differently. Right. But it was very believable. Yeah. Yep. So June, I love that surfing was like the center of these children's life. I love that they just went down to the when the day the mom was like, get out of here, go. Like she saw that they needed to be kids and not mm-hmm. trapped. She remembered her that. own childhood. Yeah. So she's like, you're going to the beach, go. And they find this surfboard. surfboard and they, that's how it starts. Just like that. Yeah. Like what a... Like, you know that feeling when you've been at the beach and somebody left something behind yeah, and you're like, board or a, a frisbee board. or, yeah, like, you know, this is the coolest thing yeah, ever. You can play and do. And we're going to take advantage of it being here. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Well, no, you can't take it. Leave it here. We'll get yeah. you your own surfboards. And how exciting to have surfboards on Christmas morning. I love that, that she year. supported them in that. It was like yeah. hard for her. Yeah, financially sure to be was, able to do that. But how important that was for them that they had that day 
that they had, they just discovered this love, just genuine, organic, mm-hmm. one day at the beach changed. And it like tied them together for their yeah. whole lives. Like, yeah. yes, they depended on each other, but like that always came back to the surf. Like it right. always came back to like, get your board, let's, let's go. Let's go. This is where we take out our yeah. stress, our and joy. we do it together. Yeah. And it brings us together. And it gave them careers. Yeah. I mean, it led to something that, mm-hmm. and you can't, you know, that's just, here you, people put their kids in these lessons from a young age, and they're trying to make these prodigies. And this is yeah. just an organic there was not, love of surfing that just. They just did it every day. And natural talent. And better and better and, and better. Yeah. Drive. I, I love loved that. it so much. Yeah. And I can just, I just want to be on the beach with them in the sand and the sun. I know. And the- so I'm not super familiar with Malibu. I mean, I've heard the, yeah. the name lots and lots and lots of times, but right. like I've never been there. I have not either. And so to hear the descriptions of the cliffs yes. and how you get down, you to, get the down beaches, to the beaches, I didn't realize it was like that. Yeah. And it sounds just amazing. Yes. Like hidden treasures around every turn. And just to be able to run to the beach in the morning to pick, to take mm. a wave. What? So I can't even imagine doing that, living like that. It sounds so dreamy. We stayed once, actually a couple times at a beach house on a beach. And the one thing that kept coming back to me as reading this book is the amount of sand that gets in the house. Yes. And they talk about that. (laughs) Yeah. Like. There's just sand everywhere. Everywhere. Sand in the sheets, sand on the floor. We were constantly sweeping and shaking sand off of everything. To the point where I think you just live with it. You'd have to get to a point where you didn't. Yeah. That it was just normal. For us, a whole week on the beach does not get to that point. It wasn't enough I'm so sick of sand everywhere. Yeah. But. But it's like, it's kind of the price you, you could, pay yeah. to have the water outside your door. Right. The sound. And that's one thing, like, I when we've stayed on the beach, just leaving the doors open and just listening to the waves crash at night, it is so loud. It is so but loud. But it also creates such a white noise of, it kind of takes calm. everything out. It's very yes. calm. But I love that sound of the crashing waves all night oh, long. I love it so much. It is very noisy. It is. But calming. It's like the good kind of noise. So I could hear that. I could smell the water, the sea yes. spray, everything. As And it kind of just, that 80s nostalgia of like um, sunscreen, the little bottom yeah. on the swimsuit of the little girl on the whatever that brand is. I don't even know. I can just see the images yes. of my childhood with that. Totally. I'm with you. And smell. It just exactly, it. it was, it's how I remember yeah. my childhood. Yep. Going to the beach. Even though we didn't live by a beach. No. When you got to go to the beach, it was like such a treasure. I, yeah. So we went, when I was growing up, we went a few summers and stayed at a beach house for a week. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember the sand being a problem because I because didn't have to take little, care of it. You, yeah. I just was enjoying it. and. Just- tracking sand. it everywhere yeah. right like I was the one causing all the problems you know in my as a child and so to hear like to watch after June died even though they were really being parents because June was an alcoholic mm-hmm. before she died after she dies it's like no the real 
taking care of care ourselves of all of and they each had to have a job and they each I had to take the care explanation of, of that like this is how we managed we right each took this job and had to get this and done all of and a sudden like it mattered when people didn't put their stuff away it and affected it affected each other yes yeah like i just did this don't make it worse for me right yeah a real working family right like my kids still don't quite get that and they no. do have jobs but it's still just eh. right like i'm annoyed that i have to do this not because other people what i'm doing is affecting other people's jobs right right it shows the maturity they were thrown into with yeah. it yeah it wasn't just oh my mom's making me do jobs it's we've got to do this for survival just to and- live yeah so that we can live in our house right and keep things going i thought that was really good yeah how amazing because they did so well on their own did really really well even though it was a huge struggle and like she talks about all these late notices because their bills weren't getting paid and you know they and were keeping always a restaurant one going. emergency away from disaster being screwed right yeah yeah anyway so it wasn't just a household it was a business and employees and how did she do that i don't think i could manage a restaurant like she does this at 16 years old obviously she she had had good support there helping her right but and that doesn't always happen but she still was able to do it like i think even with support you could either get taken advantage of you could Mm -hmm. not manage it right and lose it and she does it like you just yeah. felt for Nina always. She never did have her own life. Everything she did was for everybody else. Yeah. And just the amount of anxiety that would bring on that everything could break at any I second. Cannot. At that age. One thing goes bad and it just. You can't carry that kind of a weight. No. There are like developmental can, things that need to be going on for a healthy development. Yes. And that is not even allowed to happen. Right. And the and that the principal would be like, we know that your dad's not here, mm-hmm. but we care. We want you to stay together, so we won't say anything. So we won't. So that just so like. And I just thought that's it fine. Was the like right I kind I of help in the wrong way. Yes, I appreciated that he w- was like thoughtful enough to like turn another eye, but then be there. But then that's not really the eye you should turn. Like they well, needed well, if you're support. Not gonna, yeah, be there. You, they needed you be services. There for them. Yeah. Like, if you're saying, we don't want you guys to go into the foster care system because we love you guys. Okay, so you show up on a Saturday and take care of the roof right. or help them monetarily. Get some groceries. Like, get some. Yes, like do something. Be there for them. Right. Do fundraisers for the restaurant. Do a restaurant day. I don't know. I'm just there's thinking outside of the box. There's all these other things they could but do. But just, there's got to be, you've got to be there more than just by not saying something right. to authorities. Right. That wasn't the right kind of support. I don't know. I agree. There was some failures there that, yeah, you don't want to pull them apart, but you also don't, they're at risk. This is very risky. Right. What if something happened? Yeah. They They can't just have no adult in the house. Even though they're 17, they need to be cared for. Yeah. Yeah, that That, was. That was like frustrating to me. I I thought you're you're a good principal. Like your your heart is in the right place, but you're not doing the right things. That's not the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so that was crazy. Yeah. And then, so Nina, they finally like start being successful. She gets noticed for surfing. Right. Because she's a beautiful girl. Beautiful. And and starts modeling. And their life changes practically overnight. Yeah. They 
become, she becomes famous. She's getting paid. She has a calendar dedicated to her. And she hates it. Yeah. But it's paying the bills. So this is another thing. Like, this is not an adult. This is not something she wants for herself. She would not, if she had a mom or dad watching over her to protect her in this, giving her a say of what she's comfortable with and what she's not comfortable with, it would have been in her best interest. But without that, she was just doing it, even though she was uncomfortable with certain shoots and certain things. Yeah. Because it paid bills and it was paying well. Right. And to have... And she wanted to keep her siblings in school. Right. And there's the one iconic picture. Mm-hmm. Where she's wearing a white bikini, and it when it's wet, it's a Very. little see through. So you basically she's feels she feels like she's naked in this picture, yeah. and it's the one that's the most popular, right. obviously. Right, it's turned into posters. And she just feels like she's always looked at for her body, and I felt like she didn't want that picture used, but she didn't get a say. She didn't get a say in it. She and didn't thought, have anyone representing her yes. in her best interest either. And the people who were representing her were like, this isn't your best interest because it's going to make you the most money. money. Because that's their best interest. Right. Rather than like someone who actually looked out for her and her actual wants. Right. Yeah. There was never, ever anyone who was really looking out for Nina. Right. No, she was on her own, and yeah, and it was hard. I think we can let me, let's step back a bit to HUD. Oh, HUD. because I love HUD story so much. What June is a saint to take yes. in a son that's not even hers. Woman shows up at your door with a baby right. that belongs to your husband. Yes, and you have no idea that, that he's, he's fathered a child. Or that he's stepping out on you. Like, you maybe think maybe, but you don't know. But now you know. The evidence is right there. And and you take on this child because this child needs a mom. Who does that? And then he steps out on her after that again and leaves you with a child that's not even yours. And you keep the baby. And you keep the baby and you don't, you just, life goes on. And now you have four kids. So she's got these four kids. And so Nina's trying to keep these kids in school. They're her siblings, but it wasn't June's son. It was. Yeah. I I just I didn't want to skip over that part because that, like let's talk again about how June is a saint. She's a saint. So she she's got really Jay and Nina, genuinely kind person, and then Kit, and then they've got Hud, who has a different mom but same dad. And yet they're all siblings, as if they came she from was, the same parents. Hud was. Tr- Treated from June as if it was her own son. I don't know how you do that. That would be so difficult. It wasn't even a question for her. No. She's like, this child needs to be needs loved. Needs a mom. And so I'll love him. I just think, like, that's something every human needs to aspire to. Like, this person needs love. I can give I them can love. I can do that. And to be able to do it without resentment. Yes. And no guile. Like it was just very pure and kind hearted. Like it came from the best part of her heart. Like, I don't know how you do that. Right. Would I be able to? I I was, what, what would I have done? I don't think I could have done it. Yeah. Mm. I, I'm not a saint. I'm not. And I, (laughs) I would be very angry. Well, she also let him come back without a lot of pain. Nothing. Right. Just 
come back and then they had another child together. Right. Like, I don't, she's just very forgiving. Right. I think I'd have caused a bigger stink. Not that I wouldn't have hoped I could forgive eventually. And if she had created a bigger stink, would it have made a difference? That's a good question. Would it have made Mick, like, rise to the occasion and be like, you know what? You're right. Right. Was her passiveness make it just easy for him to come and go and think he could always come back? I I wonder. Because what he loved most about her was that she was so forgiving and Mm -hmm. good and kind. Right. That's what made him keep coming back. Because there were other women, right, that were harder. And he just left them. Right. It was no big deal. But he, I mean, the fact that he always thought he'd be back with June at the end. Right. And that that was just going to, she was just going to be okay with it. Because she probably would have She probably would have. Like, she did always pine after him. Always. Even after Her heart was broken when he was gone. I mean, to the point of alcoholism. I loved also, like, we could talk so much about this book. I loved that her thoughts, like, before she died, the night she died, right, is he comes on the news, and so she's reminded of him. And she ends up putting on his record that has her song on it and remembering him. And then also in that same breath going, I've got to be better. i got to let this go. Right. And and be better for my kids. Right. Yeah, I can't be in this place. Yeah. And she makes that decision in her drunken state as she takes a bath and drowns. Like she makes, and nobody knows that she had, that she had changed her heart. Right. And. Right. And it was too late. I know. And it's like, how often does that happen? Like how often do we sit in our. We make the realization and yet. Don't get the time that we need to. To make it work. Put action with it. Yeah. The thought's there, but not enough time for action. Yeah, that's a good point. I love June. Mm, Poor June. She's the the sad part of our story. Yeah. So then there's these four children who are coming up in fame. They've lived, you know, their dad's life. The Riva kids. These are the Riva kids, yeah. And we've got a model, we've got a photographer. They know that they are children of. Mick Reba. Uh-huh. But they aren't famous because of that. No. They've done it on their own. Right. But everyone kind of assumes, like, when they hear their name, they're like, oh, you're the Rivas. and But right. it really, no, Didn't they- Didn't have anything to do with it. He him. did nothing to get them where they were. It was all them. He even makes a comment. Like, if they ever would have asked me, I would have done anything to further right. their career. Absolutely. Yeah. But, but they, they never, never asked. Did. They just did it on their they own. They just knew their dad was this person out there and that everyone like swooned after him. And but they're they like, they know better. What, why would you swoon after someone who has nothing to do with their kids or family? Right. Like it He's didn't, such a it didn't work on them. They totally. knew the truth. And so they didn't even give him another thought. Like it wasn't worth their energy. Yeah. I don't know if I could be like that either. I think I'd put a lot of angry energy there. I think so too. And I think that Kit does as well. Like the fact yeah, that she Kit sends does. a handwritten invitation every year to this big Riva party that they have every year. Like the end ha, of summer ha. bash. Yeah. She still is holding on to some. Well, at first I thought it was like she misses him and she wants him in her life. But then her explanation of it is more. Like, I wanted him to not come. So every year I have a reason to, to keep, keep hating, hating him. him. Like, look, here I've invited him. 
I mean, he hasn't been showing up for anything, but he's never actually been invited. But no, I've been inviting him to this. Yes. Yes. I like Love Kit. She's kind of this hidden power horse because she's the baby. Yeah. That they just are taking care of her. But really, Mm -hmm. if they ever gave her five minutes, she would take over the world. She's coming up. Like, yeah. I can see her be the spinoff of this story Ooh. for the next book. Like, something down the road of Kit. What? Where does Kit go? Right. That would be fun. Which, that's an interesting... That, yeah. I hadn't thought of that, but it would be great. Yeah. And to watch Jay. So, because she's a great surfer mm-hmm. and doesn't get a whole lot of attention about it because no, she's, she's the, the baby. baby that's being protected. Yeah. They're not allowing her to They're go out and take the risk. They're just care of her. Yeah. yeah. But Jay has this heart condition. Mm-hmm. So Jay's been their big pro surfer. He wants to compete and he's done really well. And he's going to But he to can't stop. do it anymore. And I'm very interested to find out what is he going to do then? Because that has been their whole lives and his right. whole identity. And we don't mm-hmm. know what he's going to do. No. Yeah. But Kit now has now the stage Kit's because take... he can't. Right. And Hud's the photographer that is mm-hmm. photographer photographing surfers surfers well he's always photographed jay Jay. Mm -hmm. and he's what makes jay look so good right because he's such an excellent photographer Uh it would be hard to photograph while surfing i can't even imagine seriously in those shots and there's some pretty amazing shots out there of surfers yeah that's a whole nother art of i mean i know nothing about photography as it is you're you have knowledge there. Different types of photography and knowing the different, like dealing in with movement, water and sun yes. and movement and yes, yeah. all the things. Right. It's it's incredibly Crazy. difficult. I can't even imagine. And it sounds and like you'd he's have to be a surfer talented. as well to be you able would. to keep your balance and do all those. I don't know. I kind of want to know more about yeah. this profession now. Totally. The act, not, I mean, the limelight is the surfers, but behind that, these photographers, I want to know how they do it, how they make totally. it happen. And that he learned, right, by going with Nina on her shoot, mm-hmm. on her shoots, and like talking to the other photographers and how they kind of helped him out, right? And they right. shared their knowledge with him. Right. And it's just like, there's, there must be something about these kids. That people are drawn to, that they, you know, they want to be their friend. They want to help them out. Like, because they kind of, just when they would need it, would get a little bit. Right. And it it also just shows, like, the second fame plays with them. You know, her modeling takes off. And now she's dating a famous famous tennis tennis player. player, And he's, like, just the world they're thrown into overnight mm-hmm. the people that they the, now associate with yes the people that are interested in them right and want to be around them and that they're around just i mean when you talk when they talk about this party this reva party that there's no invitations it's just if you know the address you, you know go. it's happening and you go this just Wanting that to in be and of itself in the, know. the in the know that they are a part of just overnight yeah and i love that like she gets that first paycheck right or not maybe it wasn't the first paycheck but it's the first time that they feel safe and she's like we're throwing a party yeah 
And from then on. That's the Reva party. Yeah. If you know, you go. Yeah. And how crazy that that night got. Oh, my God. Can you even, like, there is this, ang- well, no surprise, anxiety side of me that would be like, get me out of here. The unknown of what was going on in all the different rooms. Like, awful. someone's got a rifle. Yes. <laughs> There's cocaine on trays everywhere. Just being served like Alcohol. Champagne. I mean, it's just everyone is so out of their Minds. right mind. Yes. The things that could have gone wrong. It's amazing not... Things did go wrong. It, right. Things Lots did go wrong. Lots of broken but things. Cr- yeah. Dishes were thrown all out over the yard. Yes. And I'm just Bases laughing when she was were like... like... so expensive. I hated those dishes. Yeah. They told me I had to pick floral. I didn't want floral or something like that. Yeah. So she didn't even care. I mean, it was being trashed. Totally. Because that stuff never mattered to Nina. I love that about it didn't, them. Yeah. That's where I, their mother is living right. on in them. Mm-hmm. Because it was their family, family that is what mattered, mattered the most. None of the rest of this that everybody it was nice. else was getting hyped up in. But not... Yes. Them as family, they just wanted to get together every morning and go surf. Yeah. That's all that mattered. That house didn't matter. It was actually too far away from the she beach for her. She didn't love it. Yeah. She wanted to be right on the sand, not having to hike down the and I, cliff. I thought that that was like exactly Brandon, right? Right. Like he, yes. he like made it sound so good because her family was important to her. So it was important to him. But ultimately he never really knew Nina because Nina didn't even know what Nina, Nina right. never vocalized her, her own self. Right. Right. Yeah. So how could she be with someone who wanted to be with her when she couldn't even be her? She was really just trying to keep the family together and going along with yeah everything else. That and it just felt like, oh, I guess, I guess yeah. I'm with this person. Everybody loves him. He's yeah. the golden boy in the media. So therefore, Okay, he'll be yeah. good. Yeah. It all sounded good. Yeah. It did kind of bother me, though, that I was like, you just watched your dad. You know, you watched your mom and your dad. And yet you did the same thing. Yeah, It shows you how hard it is to break that cycle. Yeah. I think it is hard to come out of something and be like, I'm not going to be like what my I mom. Yeah. My pro- I'm not a product of my environment and yet you really are. You end up marrying people very similar to It was like or, heartbreaking. Yeah. And then even even like, though you see it. Oh, there was not a worse moment than when Brendan shows up and she's like, "Come in." I'm like, "What are you doing?" If there was anyone who understood what was happening between June and Mick, it was Nina because she watched it and it was mm-hmm. heartbreaking for Nina. Mm-hmm. And yet there she is and she sees Kit so upset just like her. When she invites him in and still. She's like, okay, I guess we're back together. Like, right. Just like that. So casually. Like, and when the the woman that he cheats on Nina with, Carrie, comes, that's what oh, it takes. Yeah. To be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. No. Yeah. Like, I No. You I were just with this. her last night and then today you're saying yeah. you want me back? There was that realization. Uh-huh. It was almost like the break. Was like I'm like why? I'm so glad that this happened, but it should have happened when he showed up on your door. Yeah, and that he would show up the night of the big party. Like all the how selfish. Like why are all these selfish people around them? Let's talk about Mick showing up. That that's the night he decides to come back to the kids and be like, I want to be a family. More selfish human. I mean that right there. The the fact that both of those men show up that night. Seriously, and the drive. He's like. 
you know, they've, they want a father and I'll be their family. We're going to have family dinners. Yeah. And I, they're, you know, I know that it's going to be tricky, but I expected at least one hug or something like that. Right. And okay, so another comment that stands out in mind that I just love the phrase is when he sees the sons fighting. Yes. And he makes a comment, something like, this will take me a little bit to get used to get what it says, but he says something like, I didn't recognize him from 20 years away or something like that. Yeah. I was like, it wasn't 20 feet away. I didn't recognize him, but. He hadn't seen, seen them him. in 20 years. I didn't recognize them from 20 years away. He says something like and that. And I no, was like. there's no like guilt or shame there. It was, yeah. 20 years. You haven't seen You haven't your seen your sons. sons in 20 years. Of course you don't recognize them. He didn't recognize Kit. No. And. Th- what? You just didn't like. And you, yet you think who they're are all going to be like so who, happy to I'm see I'm your daughter. You? Who are you? Seriously. What? You're just going to walk in to this huge party and just be like, hey, kids, daddy's home. Seriously. That man. (laughs) They're going to jump for joy. Is that how famous people are? I can't even imagine the self-centeredness that that would require to walk it, to even think showing up that night of all nights. I mean, I understand wanting to get back into your kids' lives and having regrets. Right. But you don't show up on the night of a huge party. And think you're going to have like a family moment. It's going to be like hugs and powwow and everything's going to be great. And they're going to come to dinner on Sunday. Seriously. And that's what he walked in thinking. That's what he thought. Yeah. Yeah. Of course they want to. And there's things I love and hate about. When he walks in, it's like, yes, he doesn't recognize his sons, mm-hmm. but that fatherly, like, you shouldn't be like, what's going Stop on here? Fighting. Stop this fighting. Stop this. Like, there are some fatherly things that take place yes. that are just like he pulls them apart and he. Yeah. You know. It's just a father son relationship type thing that just goes into place like that. Right. You don't However, need. Yeah. It doesn't mean he should, but it's um, it's instinct. That's right. a father's instinct. Right. Is to keep your kids from You're fighting. You're not going to be fighting with each other. Yes. Brothers don't do this. What's going? What could possibly have happened that has led you to fight like this? He knows nothing of them. Nothing. But he can break up this fight. And tell them they should be getting along. Right. Right. Because you've shown so much. Right. Of He's how you should behave. Yes, exactly. I thought that was crazy. What? Yeah, crazy. And then... I love the powwow that they have. Like, they're all sitting on the surfboards. Nina comes down, joins their family, and Mick. Because mm-hmm. I cannot call Mick a part of their family. And Mick, right. <laughs> and they have this discussion, and they kind of hash it out. And they it's like the younger kids don't dare speak up to Mick, but Nina does. Yes. And she says the things. I think that was the night of Nina. About she stood up time. to everyone. Finally, yeah, was like enough's enough. Yeah, this isn't okay. This is not how this is going to go down. You don't get to just walk back into our mm-hmm. lives. No, and you don't get to walk back in as my husband and say things are going to be picked up. And oh, surprise! This might be your daughter, right? Because here we have another. And I love her. Yeah. And what was her? Sorry, what was her name again? It's uh, Casey. K- Casey. Casey comes and's like. 
I think McReef is my dad, which makes maybe you my siblings. So here, another bombshell. Like, right? Mick just walks in and he's like, I don't even know Kit. I don't even recognize her. Right. And, oh. Who are you? Who are you? I, I, I don't no, recognize your mom. I have no recollection of your mother. But it's very possible. Yeah. I slept with a lot of women. But I was really careful. Right. <laughs> right. 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 But if you want a DNA test, I'll do one. But she's just even though for I family. offer nothing. Yeah, I've done nothing. I for don't these pay kids these children here. anything. But she wants family. She yeah. wants connection. She doesn't and out of have all of them, anyone. I think she's the one who would show up for Sunday dinner if he invited everyone over because she had family and it's gone. And she now. knows what that's like, and she has nothing else. Yeah. So, and I love that the kid, Reva kids are like. You're one of us. Like, we don't need a DNA test to find out. Right. You need a family. We'll, we'll be, be your, your family. family. That's what we do. Yeah. We do family. Yeah. I, like, love that so much. Yeah. Like, it took nothing for them to just accept her. Right. And I need to be better in that way. Like, there was a lot of things that I was like, oh, kids, come on. But then there but, were things that, that I was, was like. June's example of was. taking up HUD. Like, yeah, that's where HUD was our brother. So we would do the same thing, and Casey's going to be our sister. She yeah. needs some sisters. Yeah. And that's what our mom would do if she was here. Totally. It is what she would do. Yeah. I love that June, like, continues in her kids. I know. Yeah. I just love that part. Mm-hmm. You do want to take the best of your parents or those who come before you and be that in the world. Yeah. Like, I hope I do that. Yes. You know? Like, they're not perfect, but what good things can I take? Right. What a dumpster fire that night was. Oh my gosh. Like there when was you so talk about the title Malibu Rising, look at all of the that is rising up to this point of this night. Absolutely. There is so much. I mean, we haven't even talked about HUD sleeping with Jay's ex-girlfriend oh, yeah. for months without telling him, getting her pregnant. Being in love, not even daring telling Jay. Not daring to say anything that you have a heart condition, except for you've told Ashley. Yeah. Is the only one who so far knows about this. I mean, there's so many other aspects, and I feel like we've probably already talked. I mean, we've probably, we've already talked for probably an hour on this, and there's so many other things that we have to do. So many things. There is just, it was a very complicated book. There were a lot of characters, lots of storylines happening. Like at the same Nina's time, Nina's best friend that's at the party, the other model. Yes, who gets arrested? Gets arrested. Like there are just so many little caveat things that. And I was never confused. Yeah, I never got like I never was like, wait, what's happening? Who? Where? What? It was like there. It flowed so well. I have to say, yes, it all went really quick and went together, and and that yet. I mean, the party was chaotic, and I do think the timeline of going back in the past Mm -hmm. and then current level leading up to the party, there were some, I mean, there was... it was, I did have to, like, gather, okay. Okay, here, we're here now. Okay. We're here now. Right. And and so there was a little bit there. I would get a little confused, and I would say the... um, that that where the four star as out of five star came for me. That you got confused. That the timeline, the way it was set up, going back and forth, got a little confusing. Although it was a confusing night at the party, it was crazy. It's a big night. Yeah, like yeah. If it was written like the craziness that it was, good call. So I actually do feel that put you into 
a crazier the chaos set of that mind. really was there. Um, and yeah, I think there there was a little bit of flatness to me. Of, I mean, it was the family dynamic, and there was a lot going on. I don't know. I think there was maybe just a little. I I can't explain what it was that. There was a lot. Like, we can't even talk about it all. Like, there's just things that are going to fall to the wayside. So, let's talk about Mick. Leaving the party. Leaving the party. It might be my most favorite part of the book. Right. They sent him away. They don't need him. And he's He's, just going to walk off like, well, that didn't go how I thought it was going to go. Yeah, which I loved. Yeah. I loved. They weren't mean. And he's just like, oh, well. Yeah. Of (laughs) course he was. (laughs) And so he lights his cigarette, and he has a smoke while he waits for a car. And then... And tosses it in the bushes. Because that's what you do. clueless. It just shows how self-centered he was and clueless of his actions. Yep. How careless he was with his actions. And everywhere he went, he left a fire in his path. Absolutely. Destruction. Just total destruction. And he doesn't even realize it. And has no intention of recognizing his own actions and the part that they play in other people's lives. No. Nope. No. Nope. Love that it burned down Brandon's house. Yes. Loved it. It's it, yeah, nobody cared about the house. None of the no. kids cared about that house. No. In particular, no sore feelings there. Mm-mm. Goodbye house. Yeah. That was great. But it was such the perfect metaphor of Mick's whole life. Yeah. How everywhere he went, he did whatever he wanted without any thought to the consequences and the people that he hurts. Yep. None whatsoever. And And everybody else just has to deal with the wake. The cleanup after. Yeah. It's just left for other people. Somebody else. Yep. It's never his mess to clean up. He's just creating all the mess. I loved it so much. But somebody always cleans it up. I know. So I'm, I loved that Nina finally did something for herself. Although I did find that was like we'd never ever heard about Portugal and all of a sudden all she sudden wanted she to has go to this Portugal. dream and she's, she's going to go right there. She's always wanted to live there. I kind of wish that I'd known about that. That she had that dreams she had building dreams. up the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. I do think that part was, was a little flat where all of a sudden She's a little fast, right? Like it's, it's just, just kind of quickly thrown going, at you. And yeah. she's so quickly and secretively and your new half-sister Casey's going to help you. Like, here, take my truck. Go to the airport. Right. No, like The plans came together wait, very... what? You're just... Abruptly. Oh, go. Yep. You do you. Yeah. I did like, though, that she finally, without any thought... I think that was the key. She's always given all the thought to everyone else. And in that moment, there was no thought for, for anything else. It, it was, was all her. This all is her. Your, We are going now. We're doing this for you now. We're not waiting for right. anything else. Nope. It's you. This yeah. is you. This is you. And she kind of earned that. Absolutely. And I want it to be perfect for her, although we never, we don't right. really know how it all turns out. But I like want, I want there to be a part two. I want a part two. I want to know what Portugal is. Yeah. What are you I doing, I want to know Nina? what Jay's doing now since he can't surf. I want to know if Ashley and Hud get married and have like yeah. this family and he's a photographer, surfer photographer of Kit. Yeah. What does Kit What's do? What's Kit doing? She yeah. like a rock star out there on the waves? Yeah. What? What does Casey do? Like, we don't know enough about who Casey yeah. is. Where she's at or what? What's her future yeah. look like? How do they all, like, these are very business-oriented 
family members. Yeah. Like they've ran a business, they've done modeling, they've done professional, like they're entrepreneurs. Yep. Pull something together as a family business from this that you can all do do? together. I love that. what are you going to do? What are you going to take the world by? Because it's going to be big. I know. Anyway, I want to know. That would be so great. What I really loved it. Like I said, I gave it five stars. I was, I was invested from start to finish. Mm-hmm. The characters were so complex. They were woven together so well, and I felt they were real. I loved it. I would highly recommend this to my friends. I recommend it. Four stars for me. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and it hurt a little to not, but I still Daisy Jones and I love Daisy Jones too. I gave Daisy and Jones Evelyn five stars Hugo too. was five stars for me. So those Evelyn ones, Hugo. I just I know you hated that one, but so you like everyone this one loves better. Evelyn Hugo. So I know I'm the lone duck, <laughs> but that's I okay. still really like this one. I still am crushing on Taylor Jenkins Reed. Thank you for another fantastic I summer know, read. So fun. I have to say, like the highlight of my summer so far is reading that book. So good. And I just want to be on the beach. Me too. You're almost there. I'm going next I'm week. I'm so jealous. I am very excited Send to have my beach pictures. vacation. I will post pictures. Yes. So. And, and tune in next time. We have a What's on Your Shelf. Looking forward to yes. talking about other books you've been, been reading. reading. I have a real fun one to talk about. And let us know if you read. I want to. I just want to talk more about this book. So tell us what you thought about yeah, this book. We want to hear. About we want to hear your perspective on it. What did we miss? Well, there was so much we couldn't yeah. talk about today. So yeah. what was? What did what you want to talk about that we can maybe dive what, deeper? We should in? put up on our stories. Like, what did we miss? Like, what did you want us to say that we didn't? We should put something on our stories about Let's that. Let's do it. Here. Let's have a conversation. Let's have a conversation there. Let's take the I book club to that. That's a good idea. We need to. Okay. We need to. We can't drag on forever. You guys have other things to do. I know. Dang it. I could sit here and talk forever about books. I know. I think you said there was a listener that had a question about the Armchair Traveling Book Club. So on Goodreads, it's called the Armchair Traveler. It's a summer book List. list of books that take place in each state of the United States. So there's 51 because it counts Washington, D.C. That's what I was referring to last time. So I couldn't get to it it on on the Goodreads app. But if you go to the Goodreads website and just click on summer book lists. So when when we had the question, I did Google it. Okay. If you just Google armchair Armchair traveler, Traveler. it brings up the Goodreads article. So, and I've read, you know, I've been reading through, I've added a couple to my to read list. I'm going to, I'm not going to get through it this summer, but yeah, just kind of a fun idea. I love it. 50 different settings, you know, yeah. across the United States, a little traveling. So there's that. Um, yeah. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram. You can email us at this is your book club podcast at gmail.com. Yes. Thank you to Amphibious Zoo for our music. I know. And we'll talk to you next week. I'm Sarah. I'm Jamie. And And this this is is your your book book club. club.